It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning. It is time to get up with a bill still not paid and looking likely to stay that way. Why isn't the carousel going to stop for the greatest coach ever? Meanwhile, the heavyweight fight, the champ in one corner, the contender to his throne in the other. We'll tell you what decides it on Sunday. Plus, we'll give you one big reason to believe there could be a super surprise coming in San Francisco. All that a whole lot more on this Football Friday edition of Get Up, which starts right now with who you got. Let's go. RC, Jared Goff versus Brock Purdy. Who you got in San Francisco? I have Brock Purdy in this matchup because he should have the advantages. When you look at the back end of the Detroit Lions, they don't have the sorts of players that you see at the corner position for the San Francisco 49ers. Also, between Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, defensively, they have great droppers. That's not what you see when you play the Detroit Lions. And Brock Purdy has been great against pressure. The only way that Aaron Glenn can affect the quarterback is to bring second-level defenders. And when you see Brock Purdy recognize who's coming, identify where it's coming from, he can distribute the ball. Those are the QBs. Mike T, how about the pass rushers? Aiden Hutchinson, Nick Bosa, who you got? Nick Bosa, well, I love Hutchinson. I agree with what RC said. You're going to see a four-man rush quite a bit. San Francisco is going to score. That's going to force Jared Goff to be in the pocket with a lot of crowd noise. That really plays to Nick Bosa's strength. I think he has at least a sack and a half on Sunday. All right, let's go to the best pass catchers in this game. Graziano, Travis Kelsey, Zay Flowers, who you got? I'm going to take Zay Flowers, and then I'm not going to talk about either one of them because I'm going to talk about (laughs) Kyle Hamilton, who I believe is going to be the one guarding Travis Kelsey and who has been as good as anyone in the league in coverage this year. I don't think you're going to have to double Travis Kelsey because that's how well Kyle Hamilton is playing Mm. right now. What was Tembo sent me? 4.2 yards per target. Makes him the number one coverage defender in the NFL this season. Kyle Hamilton, uh, underrated superstar. It could have a major impact on this. I have so much to say about Kyle Hamilton, by the way. I'm glad you mentioned that. But let's get to the QBs. Bart. Mahomes, Lamar, who you got? It is no hesitation for me in this one, Green. I'm going with Action Jackson. Listen, this is his time. I know we talk about his his playoff record. Understand he was hurt two years in a row after his um, MVP season. He's an MVP now. He's involved. His passing game is involved. He more than likely is going to have his partner back. And uh, Mark Andrews, which is going to make make it easy to pick up some of these hot routes as Spagnola tries to heat him up. He has showed a poise this year that has shown us that he has taken his game to the next level when given the opportunity. He's always been an elite passer. He just now has the weapons to take advantage of it. Well, I feel like this game really deserves two treatments. So we're going to do them both in this hour. We're going to go on the field here, and then we'll talk a little later in this hour about what is at stake because it yes. feels like there is so much. For Lamar Jackson, a legacy-changing opportunity. For Patrick Mahomes, maybe even more so considering what he's done. But let's go on the field here. I feel like, you tell me if, I, if I'm overstating this, the sense I've gotten from the group I've had up here all week is, if anybody but number 15 was the quarterback of the Chiefs, we wouldn't give them any oh, chance this isn't, to win this, this game. This isn't a conversation if anybody but Patrick Mahomes exactly. is the quarterback 
of the Kansas City the Ravens Chiefs. are that much When better. you look at the Ravens, especially against Personnel. good football teams, you think Detroit Lions, Seattle Seahawks. We also saw the same thing against the San Francisco 49ers. Defensively, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, has figured out how to rattle every single quarterback. He's figured out how to force turnovers. And in games, when you go back to Matthew Stafford playing very well against the Baltimore Ravens, that's an offense that learned, that found a way to score over 30. That's a team that figured out, okay, if we can get a punt return that puts us in position to score, let alone score with what we saw from them, they've done everything in all phases of the game to be better than the opposing team. And I was there at that game last week and trying to watch C.J. Stroud operate with that crowd noise, looking at Roquan Smith be the quarterback of that defense. They're different. I felt that feeling sitting on the sideline watching Bart Scott, watching Ray Lewis, watching Ed Reed, T-Sizzle. You feel when you're sitting on the sideline and you're a defense, hell, we can't give up a point because that defense won't allow another team to score. That's the same way it felt in the building last week. And then when Lamar Jackson said, you know what? It's time to be Lamar Jackson. It was nothing anyone on the Houston Texans can do. And we've seen that time and time again this year. And that's why if it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, we wouldn't even talk about the AFC Championship. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, we'd be breaking down a Bills-Ravens game. Look, because for all the attention Lamar Jackson gets, and, and, and understandably and deservedly so, it's the defense that the Ravens have. That's what everyone has been telling me all week. They don't get the attention like the 2000 Ravens, like the 80. I think they're I think, a dominant I think, group. I think they do. Like they remind me of the 2006 defense that we had, the organized chaos one that led the league in sacks and interceptions and all that stuff. Listen, they're very complicated, but they're very fundamental, and it's led right there. You know, yep. Patrick Queen was never meant to be a lead dog. He needed the alpha to come in, like Raekwon Smith, to really unlock him because before he was a first-round bust. But now he's playing at an all-pro level. They're fundamentally sound, but they're ferocious. And it's always been about attitude. Defense is about attitude. They play a brand of football, like Raekwon said, that teams don't want to play against. You know, that's why it's going to be important for them to set the tone early with a guy like Pacheco, who, in my opinion, is the head of the snake. That's why I'm so excited about seeing, you know, how the, you know we, we usually have a front. And, and RC's familiar with it. Reduce front. And we invite the bubble. Here it is. You got a down block and an out block. What you about? And let's see if, if, if Andy Reid's ready to take the cheese. I know linebackers of old would have set the tempo right there. If, they if, have to attack him early. If RC understood that, he's the only one who understood <laughs> that. What, what, what exactly are you saying? Okay, you, you create a bubble. Right. And you say, hey, you put those safeties back. These are one of those games as a linebacker that I love it. Right. Because we never know who's going to have the tough lifting, the heavy lifting. And in my opinion, the heavy lifting is on Raekwon and Patrick Queen, which is two of the guys that you wanted on because they're pro bowlers and all pros. Because you're going to say, hey, we're not going to let Kelsey get loose. Mm -hmm. Safeties, your job is to pass. We got the run. It's on us. Light box. Pacheco, here you go. You got to set the tone early. Remember, I don't remember if you remember the year that we played you guys and Mendenhall was talking stuff. We broke his shoulder the first play of the game and put I him remember. up out of there. It's one of those type of tone setters. And what you <laughs> do there. is, and when I say a reduced front, that means that it's a wide open bubble. You, the linebacker's looking directly at the running back, and you saying what you, you know about. Where it's gonna go? And you say, I'm getting on the train tracks, you get on I used the to, train I used tracks. To always, yeah. I used to always tell the backers this. I remember we're playing Baltimore, actually. I'm in the middle of the field. It's open field. Ray Rice has the football. Yep. And when you're in the open field, you have to break down. 
So I break down, Ray Rice sees it, and he runs me over. I, like, grab his foot, and mm-hmm. he, he's, like, flexing and stuff. And I got to the sideline, I kept screaming, give me a small space. Give me yes. a small space. And what that means is just tell me, show me where he has to go. Because I plan on being there more pissed off yes. than he is no when he's going goals. to get there. And that's what's going to have to happen have to happen early in this game. There's been all this fodder about the way Isaiah Pacheco runs, yep. the, how violent it is, mm-hmm. how, how angry it oh, is. Yeah. The dude looks like he's running running for his last meal every time he gets the ball. At some point, running straight like that runs you into a face mask. Who wants to do it? Who wants it more? Sets the tone of physicality for this game. We call and, that and a course they, correction. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this. you got to give Kansas City credit because their tackles have struggled all year. But Greedy, last week they played in great. Buffalo, they played great yeah. and gave up no sacks. And the other X factor to me in this game, guys, you keep talking about Patrick Mahomes. It's with his legs. Last yeah. week he had a 24-yard run. And the one vulnerability is Global. as great as Baltimore is on defense, yeah. Yeah. if they play man-to-man, Patrick Mahomes will run the ball. So, to me, if those tackles hold up the way they did against Buffalo yeah. and Patrick Holmes makes a couple plays with his feet, yep. that could change this game. That's why that Joe Tooney injury, the guard uh, for Kansas City, is so significant. Huge. Because the middle of the field is where the Ravens' defense is a an absolute monster. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at first-team All-Pros, Roquan Smith, the <laughs> linebacker, uh, Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton safety. Second-team All-Pros, Matabike, the D-tackle, Patrick Queen, Queen, another linebacker. Yeah. Like, they are built up the spine of the defense yeah. in a way that to, to, to beat the heck out of you. Corners are vulnerable. And you add in the, the coordinator, Mike McDonald, who has, has had as good a year as any coordinator yeah. on any side of the ball in the league, uh, and the ability to adjust, the ability to, to play different coverages, disguise coverage, all the kinds of stuff they do. They are two or three steps ahead of you, and they have the people they need in order to execute whatever they're trying to do. On the flip side, Chris Jones is going to be key because he's probably going to be on the right side. Spagnuolo is going to try and blitz on the, on the left side with the safety to try and keep Lamar Jackson within the pocket mm-hmm. so that he can't step up. So Chris Jones, they usually move him like a big chess piece. They put him on a place that's most vulnerable. Ronnie Stanley comes in, but he's on a pitch count. They kind of rotate that position, which is unique for a, uh, yeah, a team. Good football team. And, and, he made and, the and, biggest and, play of the and, game last week. Exactly, and it's, and it's basically did. based on that because Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, both huge run threats. Well, if you, you listen, so, but, but but if you if you listen to any of the sound of Kansas City, they had a distinct rush plan right. for Josh Allen. Joe Cullen, the defensive line coach, he told the right end that yes. you're only supposed to rush the inside shoulder yep. of the tackle. And yes. they wanted you to bull rush. And if you go late in that game, you move Chris Jones to end, that's what makes the errant the, the throw right. to Shakir possible. So, so, so let me sort of try and sum it up with this. Because this conversation has reinforced all of the things that we were saying. The, the Ravens seem to have so many overwhelming advantages. So if you're Taylor Swift and you're up watching our show right now, which she probably is. Good morning, okay. Taylor. And she's watching the show. She's not. And she says, oh, my God, the guys on Get Up are saying, we're gonna, Kansas City's going to get killed. And she's going to tell Travis to shake well, it off. Well, my, <laughs> no, but, but Patrick is going to say, you know, if, if Patrick and, and they're having so breakfast. Lame. Patrick is going to, yeah, it's a good, it's good knowledge of her songs. And Patrick says, Thank oh, you, don't worry. Highness. Don't worry. What they don't know is that we can do this. What? What is it? What is Patrick Mahomes going to say we can do? They know every single thing that Patrick Mahomes can do. Patrick Mahomes doesn't beat people because it's a secret. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes beats people because he understands how to win football games. It's about the run game. Bart, 
told you early on, it's about Isaiah Pacheco. If Isaiah Pacheco gets yeah. going, this is a different team. If Matt Nagy has confidence yeah. in that piece of his offense, this is a different team. The thing that's going to affect the Baltimore Ravens is the red zone. We don't talk about the red zone screen game of yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs enough. You go back to the Travis Kelsey, Kelsey touchdown. Yeah. It's a screen. Rasheed Rice, before he gets injured late in that game, a screen in the red zone. That's the way they're going to attack this blitz of the Baltimore yeah. Ravens, which was a secret, Greeny, but now you made me tell the world. All right, let me <laughs> let me do more or less here. It's brought to you by ESPN you Bet. Are. Let's put some numbers out there. Bart, I'm starting with you. Patrick Mahomes, one and a half passing touchdowns, more or less? Listen, he's too great to be held, you know, for, to, to less than that. It's definitely going to be more for me. Um, but I think Lamar Jackson's up for the task. But listen, this is a guy that's seen every defense. He can beat you death by a thousand paper cuts. And if you have a mistake of blown coverage, which the vulnerability to me of these Ravens are these corners on the outside, giving up big, big shots down the field, you know, passing the Francis. Patrick Mahomes is the best in the business. All right, let's go to Mike T. Travis Kelsey, 61 and a half receiving yards, more or less. Really, I'm going to go more, but listening to this discussion, I think uh, he could stay in bed based on uh, <laughs> Kyle Hamilton. But I think his size is actually the one neutralizing factor when you look at him against Kyle Hamilton. Six he can, exactly. He can box him out. So in high leverage moments, try to get to the Super Bowl, he's going to have a big game. I think oh, so, too. No, Kyle Hamilton's 6'4". RC, Lamar yeah, Jackson. Lamar Jackson, 277.5 total yards, more or less. You know what? I'm going to say less. And the reason I'm going to say less is I think that they're going to depend on this run game. If you watch the Buffalo Bills and James Cook execute against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was about being downhill and physical. And Lamar Jackson has shown that he's a reluctant runner, right? He runs when there's a big play to be made. Fourth and one when Todd Munkin puts the football in his hand. Third and ten when he needs to pick up the first down. I'm expecting a Justice Hill, Gus Edwards game, which won't make Lamar Jackson go out and have to be Superman to win. That's the difference between the Baltimore Ravens of old and 2023. All right, so that's on the field for the AFC Championship game. A little later, we'll take you to what we think this game could mean for many of the players involved. And we also will get to the NFC battle. Could we see a Sunday San Francisco stunner while the Lions have a legit shot to pull off what would be an enormous upset? We'll talk about that. Plus, the free agent flop for Bill Belichick. Looks like he's going to get shut out of the coaching carousel as someone making a huge mistake. We'll talk about it next. Get up on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. All right, there are four teams trying to win the Super Bowl. The other 28 are into their offseason. The coaching carousel has been spinning, and yesterday it stopped in Atlanta. Congratulations to Raheem Morris, who gets that job. He's someone a lot of people around the NFL have been rooting for to get another opportunity, and he does get that chance now in Atlanta. This is a spot that so many people thought was going to be the one where Bill Belichick landed. But as you look at the vacancies that existed, there were eight of them at one time. There are two that remain. And as you see, Bill Belichick is not in any of those spots and does not appear as though he's going to get any of the other two. Ryan Clark, you called this shot two weeks ago on this show. You said, while everyone else is saying, oh, teams are going to be firing coaches to go and bring in Bill Belichick. Here 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 are all these teams that have made the decision not to, including the one that, for whatever reason, everyone had put together to begin with. It well, the, the conversation started by people saying that you were going to fire playoff head coaches yeah. because Bill Belichick was available. And I said, well, why would you do that? Why would you fire a coach who is young, who has galvanized your locker room enough to get them in the playoffs? And it was because he's Bill Belichick. And my thought was that's the reason you wouldn't rush to hire him, that the game has changed, that his four years without Tom Brady weren't the stellar years that we'd seen before. And that every – and it, it struck me watching Bill Belichick's introductory press conference and then what he became, right? The, the more he won, the entitlement in the way that he dealt with the media also – became an entitlement of the way I ran things around the building. When you'd see people who talked about the Patriot way, loving the discipline, loving the education, loving the preparation, but also saying, you know, there were times I didn't want to pick my head up in the hallway, right? When I'm playing for Dick LeBeau, who every April comes into the building during OTAs and thanks us for allowing him to coach us. Right. And so now as we see the new NIL kid grow, when we see some of the entitlement of these young men, some of the ways that they want to be related to some of the branding that they want to be a part of, that's past Bill Belichick by not the X's and O's. And so much was said that Bill Belichick would be interviewing teams. If you walk into a building thinking that you're interviewing teams full of rooms that are filled with alpha males, they're going to feel a certain way about that. And so I do think that Bill Belichick lost 
this job. I do believe that Arthur Blank wanted him to be the head coach. I do believe when you look at the resume of the six championships, it's enticing. Yeah. But when you sit across from a man and you don't have that feeling that he's the right man to lead this locker room, you have to make a different decision. And the Falcons were brave enough to do that. And it was a tough decision, but at this point, uh, I believe that Bill Belichick is a finisher. He's not a program builder. He's not a roster developer. Like, he's not a guy that's going to come in and, and turn your program around. He's a guy that needs a finished product. I said that earlier, like John Gruden. Like, you have a team that can't get at, at, at over the hump, they plateaued, then he's a guy that can come in and get you over the hump. But he's not a guy that's going to come in, hire coaches, change the culture. That's a lot to do unless, you know, for a 71-year-old man that you think it's going to take a couple of years. Just look at what happened in Detroit. Not saying that it's, it's any uh, teams that is dire than when Dan Campbell got the job. But, you know, he had to be somewhere like maybe if Sean McDermott would have got let go. Or if, you know, uh, you think Sirianni right. would have got let go. He needed a, a team like that. And maybe that team still exists, but just not this year. So he has to go away like Mike McCarthy did. Mm. Self-evaluate figure out about who he's going to put on his staff because the, the other thing that's, that's a deterrent for Bill Belichick is I don't want Josh McDaniels to be my future coach, the heir apparent. I don't want Matt Patricia. So who is he going to bring in? And they're always paired to Bill Belichick. So if he has some young, like, innovative set, if he had Lincoln Riley or something, like they just say, or a Lincoln Riley type that we don't know about, like, well, when he leaves – you know, this is the guy that's going to lead us in the future, right? You talk about developing a young quarterback and saying Bill Belichick just failed miserably with Matt Jones. Matt Jones is broken. Like he did, he, he was he was better his in first year, right? He was he was better his first year than he was his last year, mm-hmm. right? And, and, it, and it got worse. And some of the decisions that Bill made, like making Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator, yeah, yeah. you have to question some of the decisions that he's made since Tom Brady has left. Yep. Yeah, and that's the part that really inspires me. Like when you look at our profession. You know, that, that's a great example about Mike McCarthy. Dan Quinn moved to Hawaii, changed his defense. We got fired from Atlanta. Obviously, he's had success in Dallas. And knowing Coach Belichick, I think after he gets through the emotion of what happened, because to Arcee's point, I think everyone, including him, expected like, okay, like I'm going to be able to pick Atlanta or Washington. That didn't happen. I think he's going to do exactly that, Greeny. I think he's going to take a half a step back and say, I need to build an offense for 2025 that's going to be indefensible, the way Nick Saban evolved. And I think that's the interesting part of the story. And I think when you talk about where can he go close, that they're not looking for a 10-year place, Dallas goes to the top of that list. Philadelphia goes to the top of that list. Buffalo. And as as Adam Schefter said earlier, guys, like in the fall, any time a team goes on a three-game losing streak, Brian Dayball, all these guys, they're going to have to answer the question about – That's because we're stupid. (laughs) <laughs> right? That, that, that's why. And we were stupid when Bill Belichick was agreed to mutually part ways from New England because we feed those stories, not the true people who are making the decisions, yeah. which is who I was thinking about when we were having this conversation two weeks ago. We look at Bill Belichick because legacy is our thing. Right. The resume is our thing. History is his thing, not mine. He's way smarter than me. And so when you look at Bill Belichick, we were looking at all those things because you are the greatest coach of all time does not mean you're the best coach right right now. What was isn't what is. Right. And I think what's happened in this cycle and you see it not just in Atlanta. These teams have gotten these guys in the room. They've interviewed a lot of people, and they're reaching conclusions that are surprising us, right? And in, in refreshing ways in some cases. Brian Callahan becomes head coach of the Tennessee Titans, was not the play caller uh, in Cincinnati. In years past, I think a lot of teams would have 
overlooked an offensive coordinator that wasn't in charge of calling plays. But Brian Callahan, there are other things about him. There are other things he's responsible for in Cincinnati. There are leadership qualities, right? You look at Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris coached on the Atlanta Falcons staff for six years. Mm -hmm. They are responsible for a chunk of his development as yeah. a head coach candidate. And they know him well. And so, like, he's prepared. His resume is awesome. Yeah. He was a head coach at age 32. Yeah. You know, and, he, and he's coached on both sides of the ball. So I think these teams got these guys in the room, took a real honest look at the field of candidates, and are, are, these jobs are going to guys that they might it's not have It's so refreshing, too. And, too, though, like, you got you to gotta evaluate what's going on in the league. Let's look at some of the good hires we've seen. Real McDaniels, McVay, Shanahan, uh, Campbell, LaFleur, Zach Taylor. Like, these guys are younger guys yep. who understand not only the generation, innovation. but the innovation and creativity of right. today's game. So, it is possible that at the age of 71, soon to be 72, Bill Belichick may have coached his last game Possibly. in the NFL. We'll see as we continue. We go back on the field. The one factor that could derail the Purdy party in the 49ers season. Could we be looking at a stunning Sunday surprise in San Francisco? We'll let you know next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. DraftKings Sportsbook Predictions brought to you by DraftKings. Let's look at the NFC Championship game. Bart, Brock Purdy, more or less 261 and a half passing yards. Listen, everybody eats against this line secondary. I think Brock Purdy's going to eat. It's not about how many yards he throws for us if they can get the turnovers. I think Brock Purdy's going to have a, a tremendous game, but he has to have a clean game if they're going to beat the Lions. All right, I want to come back to him in a minute here, but let's go through some more. R.C. Jared Goff, more or less one and a half touchdown passes. I got more, and the reason I got more is the way that they – I was looking for my answer. The, the way that they exit in the red zone. You know, you look at Ben Johnson and what he's able to do, especially the way he uses a guy like Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta in the red zone. I think he's done an excellent job of keeping not only Jared Goff safe, but using the physicality of the run games to keep teams off balance and find ways to get throws in between the numbers. And I think that Amon Ross St. Brown can also be huge with the physicality he plays with across the middle and then Mike T let's talk about Christian McCaffrey will he have more or less than 130 and a half total yards green this one's easy more and the bigger the game it's about players not plays especially with Debo Samuel not a hundred percent I gotta think Christian McCaffrey's gonna get a ton of touches not just obviously rushing but in the passing game I expect him to have a big game against a vulnerable 
Detroit Lions secondary. All right, we will see. Obviously, McCaffrey, face. McCaffrey feels like something you can count on in this game. Yes. And look, I don't want to be perceived as the, the Brock Purdy hater, to use the parlance. Don't of worry about it. I'm already in. Okay, good. fair enough. <laughs> then then I, maybe I'll ride that one with you. But he, here's the question. And Dan Orlovsky did a really good tape on this for us earlier this week. That the last couple of games, in particular the game against Green Bay, he threw a ball that should have been a pick six. Darnell Savage. And, and when that ball got dropped, from that moment on, he played tentatively. Now, yes, he pulled out the big drive at the end when they needed it. Yes. But generally speaking, he did not look throughout that entire game his usual comfortable self. Dan spotlighted plays where yeah. he didn't let it rip, whereas he normally does. I do wonder if... If this game is interesting, if, if the Lions should make a play early, you know, things happen. A ball gets tipped up in the air. Mm-hmm. If, if that is something that, RYRC, you are keeping well, an eye I, on. Well, I'm not necessarily keeping an eye on that because Brock Purdy has, has shown us that he understands how to execute in this offense. And he had never led a game-winning drive. This isn't a team that had to come from behind in this sort of way since being under Kyle Shanahan's head coaching tenure, and they found a way to do it. The huge throw to Juwan Jennings. He's six for seven on that last drive with only a drop by George Kittle. What I'm looking for is, does Brock Purdy play the way we've seen him play against teams they're supposed to beat? Because we've seen that throughout his career or throughout the last two years. When you're playing against team, teams that are lesser on the back end, when you're playing against teams that can't get pressure on you, the San Francisco 49ers dominate. Will this be the Dallas Cowboys? Will this be the Philadelphia Eagles? And we haven't seen those sorts of things. I believe the reasons we were overlooking some of the minuses or negatives of Brock Purdy's talent is because of his execution. It was because of his anticipation. It was because of something that Dan talked about earlier, the complexity of the offense as compared to what it was with Jimmy G. Now it's about winning. Now it's about getting over the hump. Kyle Shanahan has shown you, if I have a Jimmy G type, I can get to the Super Bowl and be one throw away. The reason they went out and got Trey Lance was because they, want, they no longer wanted to be one throw away. Right. They wanted to be that team. Brock Purdy showed us throughout the season he could play MVP caliber. Can he do that this game? Well, so that's why I wanted to circle back. You yeah. said Brock Purdy is going to eat against this defense. So it sounds to me like you don't anticipate him having problems this weekend with the stage, with the pressure, with whatever it might be. Well, yards doesn't mean um, great game. Right? No. You still can turn Baker, the ball man. over. Right. You know, yeah. A lot of people can move the ball up in the lines, you know, create opportunities for teams to move the ball up, but they tighten up in the red zone. And the thing is, it's going to be on Jared Goff, who's the better quarterback, to put pressure on Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy. Say that again. Jared Goff is the better quarterback in this game. Of course. Everyone agrees with that? Greedy. I'm asking a question. That's why everybody's so mad at me because we're looking at these quarterbacks. They're all better. Everybody left is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Everybody left, if we were drafting quarterbacks, would draft the other three and then ask, is there anybody in a supplemental draft that we (laughs) can get at the quarterback position? But he has played at a high level. It's not to take anything away from him. Environment matters for all of us, and a lot of us are system players, right? Some of us was 3-4 linebackers. Some of us was 4-3 safeties, right? Yep. It all depends, right? But he's found the perfect marriage. And, listen, we can't blame him for what he is and, and you know, he, his environment, his success. But, listen, we'll find out what they feel about Brock Purdy when it's time to pay him, but, right? Because that's going to tell us how much they feel about Brock Purdy. You could like Brock Purdy a whole lot better when he's only costing you $900,000 where you can go basically spend $100 million on your defensive line when they have to pay uh, Chase next year. That would be another $20 million guy if they decide to keep him. But what I'm trying to say is he understands that his job is on the line 
Right? Yes. You said earlier. It's right. over. It, they will right. be looking to replace Listen, him exactly. if they lose this game. I, I, I don't Listen, think so. what makes I, him different? What makes him different from Jimmy G if he gets to the big stage two times in a row well, and we believe Well, he was hurt last year. I understand right. that. And, and he falls short. Of course, they're going to always be looking to upgrade the position and draft somebody to see, okay, maybe he gives us something better if he comes up small at the biggest time. Guys, when you're evaluating coaches, you have to you look at do they make the players they have better? Do yes. they maximize their ability? Of course. And this is a perfect marriage because what does Brock Purdy do well? He has great anticipation, yes. great accuracy, not a great yes. arm. That's why it works so well. The big X factor is if Debo Samuel's healthy because those run-after-catch opportunities may or may not be there. Green, the one other thing that really caught my eye, and Greg Olson mentioned this, I have never seen this watching football for 30 years. He caught the ball, had a snap from center, and then he wiped his, his throwing hand during yeah. the play. Yeah, he's having never, trouble with yeah. the rain. I've never seen that. But, but, I want to, ask so, but like, to, like, to, to that point, that's an issue to me. Right, because I don't, I, because I don't care what's going on in the game. I don't care what problems you're having. I need you to be focused on executing your job, not whether or not your hand is wet, not whether or not yeah, your hand is sweaty. So on. that let me know it was in his head. That goes to, okay, what is the mental fortitude of this young man? Hmm. Is he starting to think, well, maybe Cinderella's glass shoe has fallen off. Maybe this could be like a little bit too big for me. When I'm looking across the field, and don't get me wrong, obviously, obviously Jordan Love threw two interceptions. But he's looking across the field the same way we like felt that, that quarterback is better than he is. Right. right. And now he knows as it gets closer and closer to the big game, the there is no more slubs. There is no more people who can't play this game. I got to go make a throw. And that's why, to me, the last draft was not only important, it was imperative. Yeah. He needed to walk off of that field with some level of confidence of, oh, crap, I can do this. So let's put the picks up on the screen because, uh, RC, I know you're the only one here yeah. who's got the lines. Tell me how they do it. We're going to come in here Monday morning. What are you? What's the first they're, words going to be out of your mouth? Go, how they they're work? going to do it because the one thing we don't talk about with the Lions enough is how well coached they are. Oh. We want to talk about biting kneecaps. We want to talk about biting faces off, as you heard, Aaron Glenn. What this team does with Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn is they find ways to utilize who they have on their team as well as anyone in the entire league. When Brad Holmes drafted Jameer Gibbs at 12, I was like, what the hell are we doing? And then when he went got Brian Branch, and then when he went got Sam Laporta, I said, oh, I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And now you look at the way this team uses every single piece they have. They're very similar to the San Francisco 49ers yeah. offensively. And now defensively, it's about pressure. They'll give up yards, they'll bend, they won't break, and they want to turn you over. I believe there comes a point in this game where it's going to say, is Jared Goff more prepared for this moment and ready for this moment, or is Brock Purdy? And I think Jared but, Goff is going to be the guy that's well, ready for the moment. We've seen Jared Goff win this game, right? Like the NFC Championship game mm -hmm. that he won with the Rams is remembered for something else. Yep. Uh, but he did play extremely well that day in New Orleans. Late and too. Yeah, absolutely. He delivered. So, yeah, yeah we're finding out about Brock Purdy. Covering this game, talking to 49er players this week, they talk about how much more they can do in the passing game than they have been able to do in years past. Yeah. They have the confidence in Brock Purdy. <laughs> they do. I mean, I they do. No, they they should. No, no, no. Find out. Yeah, he, listen, he's played well. I'm just laughing because, like, you know, we, everybody had, you know, confidence in Jimmy G. He went to the Raiders. He got benched, right? So that's the difference when we talk yeah. about is a guy, is it more decisive? Remember how Kyle always used to call the last two minutes of the half with Jimmy G and it would yeah. be conservative no, no, and all no, that? No, no, I get it. I think, yeah. I think this game comes down to the coaching and the mentality, right? Because Kyle Shanahan, at some point, he's going to have to deliver on 
on his promise, right? He's had the best roster for a long time and fallen short, right? And you look at Dan Campbell, he's building a program, and it's going to come down to a call and a maybe going for it on fourth down or a trick play. It's going to come down to a decision that, that Dan makes that either wins them the game or loses them the game. We're either going to be applauding a decision he made or we're going to be questioning the decision That's the thing. he made. I don't, think, I don't think we question Dan Campbell you know what I'm no saying? matter he, what happens risky, because no Dan risky. Campbell is going to be true to himself. The pressure is not on the Detroit oh, Lions. Exactly. The pressure is not on Jared Goff. The pressure is on the San Francisco yes. 49ers. At some point in being the best team over the last few years in the entire conference, you got to go win one. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been trying to get that quarterback position right. You have to go do right. it. I, and and if they get behind, there's going to be trouble. But that's where last week really helps things. I think it gives them confidence. And again, with Brock Purdy wiping his hand, like, I, I, when I saw that, I was like, wow, something's really wrong with him. And I think the fact that they won that game without them playing well will serve them well this Sunday. We won't have that problem this weekend. It's supposed to be 74 <laughs> and sunny. Look how happy Dan is after two weeks in Buffalo. We'll see how it turns out. Okay, don't forget, on DraftKings Sportsbook this NFL playoffs, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app, use the promo code GETUP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Coming up, has this been the most impressive run of Patrick Mahomes' brilliant career? What if he makes it to a fourth Super Bowl? We're talking about what's at stake for him and Lamar Jackson coming up next. But first, here we go, Graziano. Tom Brady started in 14 conference championship games. That is the most of any player ever. Which player ranks second? Player. Player. Not quarterback. Player. All right. Answers next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, we're back on Sneaky Hembo. I'm not 100% sure I feel good about this question, but anyway, Tom Brady started 14 conference championship games. Which player, not quarterback, but player, started the second most conference title games? That word player is the key, because I think I could have worked it out in my head if it was quarterback, but I have no idea. Uh, what this answer is. I just kept coming back to Brady teammates, right? Because the Patriots were in it every year. So I, my guess is Devin McCourty. Yeah, no. It's not one of Brady's teammates. It's so 
There's no way anyone was going to get this. It's Gene Upshaw, who was a random thing I've ever heard. A, a great guard on the Oakland Raiders and became the head of the NFL players. It's a terrible question. I mean, absolutely terrible. Why would any human being ever know that or guess that? See, the, the, here's the problem. Hembo has been it was gettable. He's yeah. been beaten down yeah, so badly by you that it's, it's just sour grapes. No, no, no. I don't. No way. No way. I, 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 I refuse every to allow that. No, to, it's right? pathetic. Now, yeah. Hembo, we'll talk about this on the radio. That was mm. horrific. You're better than that, except in your case, you're not. How many not. did McCourty play, by All right, way. let's play a game called What If, all right? There's a lot of things that might be about to happen. Hey, Mike T, what if Bill Belichick doesn't get a coaching job this offseason? Well, Greeny, we got an empty seat right here on the Get Up set, and uh, he'd be great in broadcasting right here. Oh. Right next to Bart. Oh. He's got, got a safety. He'll like me. got a linebacker. That would be what you guys. And he would be really good on TV because I think he would tell it like it is. You do? Oh, absolutely. You think Bill Belichick would tell the truth? Absolutely. You think Bill Belichick on TV? This, as, as a you pro- can't handle the truth. Guys, he's not. wouldn't be coaching. He'd be a broadcaster. Okay. I'm telling you, he would give you Imagine insights. Like, Greeny says, like, Bill, what do you think about the game? Bill would be like, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. He was good so. on the 100. <laughs> I'm on telling you, on the 100 yes, he was very good. Yes, he was. All right. That would be fascinating to me. I mean, listen, Bill. He would love sitting next to me and Bart. The chair is right there. We would love to have you. All right, Bart, you're next. What if the Lions what up, though? make it to the Super Bowl? Listen, it will be more minks and chinchillas in Las Vegas enough that you can return the entire Allegiant field and the price of Buff and Cartier glasses will go up by 1,000%. What up, though? Oh, yeah, love it. All right, R.C., what if Patrick Mahomes wins his third Super Bowl champion? I think it just continues the conversation that we've already been having, that Patrick Mahomes is not attempting to be the GOAT. He's the GOAT in waiting. It's just going to continue to build his resume because we he's already the best person we've ever seen play the position. He just has to continue to collect the accolades and accomplishments that go along with greatness. And this will be his greatest run ever on the road. And if he gets there, he has to beat the number one defense in the entire league in Baltimore. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I've got a full screen that shows you that exactly. This is the fifth time Mahomes has faced the team that finished with the number one scoring defense in the league. And those are the numbers that he's put up against them. But I want to I want to sort of they didn't have it at Jackson. I, I want to flesh out that point before before we get no, but, but let's 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 flesh out that point before we get to Lamar Jackson, because I think that's the more interesting conversation. But for Patrick Mahomes, who has already accomplished so much, who I agree with you, he's already the best quarterback I've ever seen, and he's on the way to being the greatest. Would this be his greatest accomplishment yet? Well, if with, he leads without, this a, team? without a question, people were asking to see him do it on the road. And you go into Buffalo, and that team and that quarterback finds a way to win the game. But this is a different breed of challenge for Patrick Mahomes. You're not only playing the number one defense in the league, a team that gets after you if you're a quarterback, a team that shuts a, that takes away what you do best. You're also playing the presumptive MVP mm-hmm. in Lamar Jackson. It's an opportunity to show what Michael Jordan had to show so many Carmelo. times, what yes. LeBron James MVP. had to show so many times that, oh, they gave it to him? 
and I took that personally. It's a chance for Patrick Mahomes to say it doesn't matter who has the trophy on Thursday night of Super Bowl week. It matters who holds the trophy on Sunday night of Super Bowl week. And for so many times, it's been Patrick Mahomes because of Patrick Mahomes. And this will be another – hold on one second, Mike T. And this will be <laughs> another opportunity for Patrick Mahomes to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt he's the best we've ever seen do it mm. no matter who it's against or no matter where it is. Mm, that's I, a lot to say. I think we're burying the lead here. If he gets to the Super Bowl in back-to-back years without Tyreek Hill, we saw the greatness of Tyreek Hill, especially this year. Mm. And to go to the Super Bowl two years in a row without a great receiver like Tyreek Hill, that is the definition of greatness. That's the definition of value to go there with the Rasheed Rices of the world. And that's why, to me, if they get there this year, it's remarkable considering what they lead the league in drops. Yeah. And when you talk about the weapons he doesn't have, yeah. that yeah. to me is the definition of greatness. And we're beating Allen and Lamar to get there. But let's get to Lamar because I oh. want to make sure we have time for this. Okay. Look, Lamar Jackson has been one of the most scrutinized great players ever. that this league has ever seen yes. for any number of reasons. You could, throw, you could throw out a reason why and you'd be right. You, you could, literally, you could, you could list off 15 things and say, I think it's because of this and you would be right. At the end of the day, this is a chance for him to end all of that. How would you describe what is at stake for Lamar Jackson Sunday? I think it's everything for Lamar, not only for him, but it's for quarterbacks that look like him and that play like him, right? You know, you talk about, you know, Colin Kaepernick. You talk about, you know, Cam Newton. You talk about Michael Vick. You know, we've never had a quarterback that, you know, when you think about him first, you think about his legs. And up until this year, that's what you thought about Lamar Jackson, the ultimate dual-threat quarterback, you know, the evolution of the dual-threat quarterback. It's important that he didn't conform. He didn't come out and say, let me cut my braids. Let me make sure that I'm looking corporate. He, he stayed true to who he was. And, you know, kudos to the Ravens for allowing him to be yep. who he was and to develop around this unique talent, even though it didn't look like what we were used to seeing. You know, and so for me, it's important for Lamar Jackson for what Jalen Hurst attempted to do last year was try and win one for one of these you know, dual threat mobile run right. first quarterbacks. So that's what's at stake for Lamar Jackson. But I also think that he also closes the gap on Mahomes because now if he has one, he's only one behind and he's already tied him with MVPs as far as regular season MVPs. We can start having a conversation that maybe this is the Lamar Jackson era now that he has weapons and this could be a window in which the Ravens can run off one or two championships. If, if Lamar Jackson loses this game, it's worse than Dak Prescott. It's worse than Josh Allen. The feeling that you will have with Lamar Jackson losing this game is that Lamar Jackson can't get it done. Lamar Jackson, as we spoke of, is the presumptive 2023-24 MVP. We saw him do the exact same thing in 2019. And we've not only seen his team fall short, we've seen Lamar Jackson fall short. The, arg the argument that everyone is making for Josh Allen because he beat backup last year, because he beat Mason Rudolph this year, Lamar, I think it was a 2000, they beat him 17-3, like, the argument we make for Josh Allen is that he always plays well. We haven't been able to make that argument yeah. for Lamar Jackson. This is bigger than Doug Williams for quarterbacks that look like 
Lamar yeah, Jackson. Play like because it. quarterbacks that talk like Lamar Jackson, quarterbacks that wear their hair that way, Lamar Jackson never steps up to the podium and everyone says to all of the kids who are watching, that's the way a quarterback's supposed to speak. Right. But what's happened is that's the way a quarterback is supposed to lead. Right. That's the way a quarterback is supposed to play. That's the way a quarterback is supposed to galvanize Carry a locker team. room. Yeah. He's showing you that you can do it in a different way. And for whatever it's worth, if he doesn't win, the conversation will go back to, can you do it that way? This is bigger than any other quarterback in the league. But we were just talking before the show. Bart and I were – I mean, it has potential to be two or three of the most consequential weeks in the history yes. of the NFL. Yes. Because all we've heard since Lamar Jackson came in, since, since his draft, since it was time to sign him. Run a 40. We can't, you can't – you're going to have to beat him from the pocket. You're not going to be able yeah. to win like that. It's not going to – and if he proves it wrong – then at long last, right, <laughs> like then maybe those conversations stop and everything that underlies them, yeah. maybe that starts to go away a little bit. It's massive. And by the way, the, the leadership stuff, like Todd Munkin comes in as a new offensive coordinator in OTAs and he makes a speech to the offense and said, what we want is more vocal. We want people to be more vocal about what they want, what they like, what they don't like, because we got to get that out in the open. Nobody took that to heart more than Lamar Jackson. When you talk to players in that locker room about how much of a leader he's been this Taking year and how he's elevated his game, they, they will have won because of Lamar yep. Jackson and the way he helped them get through this season of change uh, in Baltimore. All right, so we are out of time. Stephen A. and company are going to start talking whether we're ready for them or not. <laughs> There's obviously so much here. But once again, the Ravens are a significant favorite this Sunday, and we'll see if they can close the deal. First take, as I mentioned, is on the way. Jared Goff versus Brock Purdy. Is Lamar's season a failure if the Ravens lose? They'll answer all those questions and more. Molly, Stephen A., R.C., Bart, coming up next on ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey night on ESPN tonight, 7 Eastern. Great matchup from the Garden, the defending champs, the Vegas Golden Knights, visiting the first-place Rangers. That's tonight on ESPN. And, of course, Graziano is getting set for a flight to San Francisco after two weeks spent in Buffalo. Have you got that wardrobe ready for this? I'll find it. I'll find my, my clothes for good weather. I haven't needed them the last couple weekends, but uh, it'll be all right. San Francisco should be pretty It nice. should be nice. And we'll have the games, obviously, this weekend. It will be the place to talk about them on Monday morning. So we will see you then. We're headed over to ESPN Radio. First take starts right now. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.